0: Welcome to the Startup Pregnant Podcast, where we talk to creative leaders about what it means to be an entrepreneur and a parent. I'm your host, Sarah K. Peck. This is the Startup Pregnant Podcast, and I am your host, Sarah Kathleen Peck. We are in the middle of a series called the Startup Pregnant 10 by 10. It's 10 episodes that are 10 minutes each, and we are focused on the core values of the Startup Pregnant philosophy. If you haven't heard the first one yet, go back one episode and listen to number one, which is the episode called In My Experience. Today, we're on the Startup Pregnant core value number two, which is all about the power of community in your life. Startup Pregnant core value number two. There is deep power in community and collaboration. By and large, we aren't meant to go it alone. There's this myth of and this belief in individualism in Western society, and it's pretty pervasive. And here at Startup Pregnant, we believe that we are meant to live and work and raise families and grow businesses together. We aren't born to live alone. And we're not meant to parent alone either. And here we really want to focus on unpacking the belief that we are a social and a communal species. And for us, that translates across our startup worlds, our business worlds, our parenting worlds, and our pregnancy worlds. And how we build and embrace these communities of support across all of these experiences is really important. We believe that we need teams and we need diverse communities. And especially whenever we're at the beginning of an adventure, which is by definition, startups and pregnancy are both kind of the beginning of these adventures, we need lots and lots of support. And yet what we see and what we've heard in listening to so many of these interviews is that there's an outsized burden on parents, especially on mothers, but on parents in general to try to somehow do it all and and be everything to everybody. And Frankly, that's an impossible goal. And that's something that sets us all up for failure. And so today, on this show, we're going to unpack it a little bit and start to tease out why that's such a weird idea and and where it came from, and then what our thoughts are for for why we believe so much in this in this value and where we need to go next. So today, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about a couple of ideas that really that really helped me develop this philosophy. First, I want to bring in the amazing Krista Tippett. So, Krista Tippett hosts the show on being, and she's written a number of books, and she's just an outstanding interviewer. And in her book, Becoming Wise, she has this this one short sentence that is really just, it blew me away. I mean, most of her sentences in that book blew me away, I'll be honest. But one of the sentences talks about, she says, the nuclear family. And then she pauses and she said, it's kind of weird that we call families nuclear. And that just bowled me over. Like, why are we calling nuclear families nuclear? Like, this tiny, explosive, powerful, like, contained force? What does that even mean? So from this, the idea that we can get everything from our marriages, the idea that the individual family unit and that a marriage is this perfect unit puts this undue amount of pressure on the family to be and to achieve everything for us. And I think that the more we put this pressure on the family to be and achieve and do everything for us, the more unhappy we become. It's not actually possible for one, two or three other people in that tiny little nuclear family to satisfy everything for us. And as we're witnessing the breakdown to some extent of, of extended families and people not living close together anymore or not having children living in the same rooms and extended families, aunts, uncles, parents, grandparents living really close together, we're beginning to isolate people in, largely in two places. One, in work, which is dominating our life sphere and seeping into every moment of our lives with the advent of the internet, and two, in family, which is becoming more and more siloed. And individualized. And there's this growing and mounting pressure on parents to be perfect and to somehow be able to do it all. So, in contrast, Startup Pregnant believes that rich communities, extended communities, fabrics of communities are vital for our deep human satisfaction. And so, this first point is the family as it looks today, in the version that we have today, which is really quite constricted. Quite simply, it isn't enough. To go further, I started to examine why the current and modern family is so weird. And one of the things I'll point you to is this episode by the Curiosity podcast called How the Best Marriages Work. In this episode, Dr. Finkel, who is being interviewed, says that we have this cultural memory of the 1950s as the advent of traditional relationships. And he shares the work of historian Stephanie Kuntz. So the name of her book is The Way We Never Were. He explains that it just so happens that television came of age right at this moment that captured and printed this idea of Leave it to Beaver as the traditional, typical family, at least in the Western world. And so today we're left with this visual history or, quote, memory that isn't accurate, but somehow we're all marching on as though we believe it. He goes on to explain that the pre-industrial revolution in the mid 1800s people didn't go off to work like the husband leaving for work is was a thing that didn't exist. And we had individual farmhouses as units of economic production, which is how people made ends meet and everyone in the family, men and women, both contributed hugely to economic production. And it wasn't until we got to industrialization and specialization that you got these highly gendered social roles. And then boom, What we see is right at the height of these gender roles coming to life, which happened in the blink of a moment in history, then you have the invention of television. And the television comes along and captures it in print, in this visual memory, in this archive. And so today we're operating under this strange and weird collective memory that this is the way things have always been, when really, It's less than 100 years old, and it's a made-up story that happened to be captured on screen. So then the question is, if it's not working, if things are breaking, if we feel this undue amount of pressure, it might be because it actually doesn't work. And we need other things. We need extended networks, closer friendships, and richer communities. So point number two in this questioning and this philosophy is, what is the family? And is it working? So, number three, I'll add to this idea, idea I read in Courtney Martin's book. She wrote in her new book, The New Better Off, she talks about, and I'm paraphrasing and interpreting from memory here, but she talks about how wealth can actually weaken the ties of community. So, think about this as an example. When you don't have enough money, say, to just buy things, if you don't have enough money and you live in a building, in a shared building with lots of different people um, in a city, for example, Not having money actually forces you to ask your neighbor to watch your kid for an hour because you can't hire a babysitter or you need to borrow something and you don't have the luxury of in the age of Amazon Prime to just click a button and get what you need for $10 or $15. You actually have to knock on your neighbor's door and say, hey, can I borrow the drill? Can I borrow the box? Can I borrow the laundry hamper? Whatever it is that you're borrowing in this age of instant purchasing, however, One of the side effects is that we can avoid the social discomfort and instead pay $10 or $15 just to buy the thing ourselves, have it delivered in a box straight to our front door, and never have any human interaction. But the consequence is an erosion of this social and community fabric. Ellen Langer from Harvard shares that people who are part of multiple different communities, diverse communities, are actually more resilient have better immune systems, and are happier and healthier. And one last thing that I'll leave you with is this documentary, Happy. There's research on happiness that shows that people who are the happiest around the world live in community, and they are constantly supported by others. So this brings us to the Startup Pregnant core value number two, and that is this. There is deep power in community and collaboration. And further, building this community infrastructure is going to require us to ask well, what's working? Where is it breaking? And how do we design better systems going forward? So, as we take this value forward, the question for you, the person listening on the other side of this podcast, as you've heard each of these ideas, what's one way in your own life, in your own experience, as we say at Startup Pregnant? what's one way in which you try to do it all yourself, or you think that you have to do it all yourself? And is there a way that you can ask for more help? How can you build in or prioritize small amounts of tolerable discomfort in the short term so that in the long term, you build up your bank of happiness because you're building up your bank of community infrastructure? Thanks for listening. This is the second core value in our 10 by 10 series where we're going through the core values of Startup Pregnant. I'd really love to know what you think about each of these values. So if you're over on our blog, we're asking people to chime in and participate in this series. Send us a note or leave a comment with with what you think. And then lastly, for all of you listening, if something in this resonated with you, if something in this really, really changed what you thought or opened up a new idea, I'd invite you to share this podcast with somebody you think might benefit from listening to it. Take a minute and send them an email or share it in a message, however you communicate with people best, and let them know that you thought this podcast was something they might enjoy listening to. Have a great day, Startup Pregnant listeners, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Startup Pregnant Podcast. If you have a question or a comment about the show, head to StartupPregnant.com for all of the show notes, episode quotes, and more. We have weekly blog posts and a lot of bonus resources all over at StartupPregnant.com. If you want to support the show, the best thing you can do right now is hit subscribe and then leave us a review. And if you'd like to become a sponsor, go to StartupPregnant.com slash sponsors to find out more. Thank you so much, and I'll see you on the next episode.